The Daily Tap is live for a Wednesday. How's everybody doing? We are back at it. No tapping the keg. Back tomorrow on tapping the keg. Sorry about that. Little schedule shift here, uh, but we have a good show today. We're going to talk college football to start. Why the Big Ten fumbled their biggest weekend of the year. We're going to talk about why kitchen sink Packer games are the best. I have so much fun with them. I will talk about what kitchen sink Packer games mean. And then lastly, we'll talk about Matt Arnold potentially going to the New York Mets and leaving the Brewers front office. You can follow us on all the social medias, Tapping the Keg Sports on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and then Tapping the Keg on Twitter. You can also rate, review, subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. I'm trying to encourage this more. Should have been doing that a long time ago, but you have to understand that sometimes I'm a dumbass. But all of that is appreciated. Please go out, show us the love. We'd love all the follows. We'd love to see your bright faces all over the socials if we don't already. All right, let's talk about college football to start this show. I know we're not the college football podcast. We don't always talk about college football. Admittedly, it's a sport that I watch, I gamble on, I enjoy, but I don't necessarily have like a deep passion for it. And we've talked about the weirdness of my college football fandom back in August. You can go back and listen to that. And I think that was the last time we did a college football segment to start a show and to lead our show for the day. And the reason I wanted to talk about college football today is I thought about topics. I was thinking about stuff I wanted to do. And I I realized it struck me that the Big Ten really should have had this whole Saturday. This should have been the Saturday of the Big Ten. It is way past overdue. Like it is the stuff I saw in my uh, fruit drawer today to say Saturdays are for the boys. But really, Saturdays should have been for the Big Ten. This should have been the Big Ten Saturday. And instead, it got absolutely bungled by the media. And when I say the media, I should mean the media partners. Fox, ABC, they screwed this shit up. And they could have easily had a full day of Big Ten football. And instead, we have two games at 11 and we have one game at 6.30. We're doing Central Time for all you assholes because a lot of you listen in the Central. And even though it sounds cooler to say, oh, it's a noon kick, it's an 11 a.m. kick here. Get used to it. There's nothing I can do to save you. But going back to the point, this would have been such an easy opportunity for the Big Ten to spread it all out. The three games you have are Michigan, Michigan State, where college game day is going to be, where Fox Big Noon Saturday is going to be, where Barstool's college football show is going to be. So all three are going to be at the same fucking game, a massive game. At the same time, you will have Iowa and Wisconsin, and you will, and then at night, you'll have Penn State against Ohio State. College game day, if Penn State had won last week against Illinois, that's where Penn, that's where college game day would be. But because they didn't, they have to now tuck their tails between their legs and go to East Lansing and promote the game that's going to be on Fox instead of the other Big Ten game that's going to be on ESPN. Now, Fox and ESPN compete. They do not like each other. They are at their at each other's throats. Fox is trying to punch up. Fox is the other network, 
right? Like Fox is not necessarily in the same ballpark as ESPN. They're trying, they're trying to get better. And I think as the SEC creeps into ESPN and the SEC deal happens, I think Fox's coverage of the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the Pac-12 will expand. I think it's going to grow. So I think Fox is not going away anytime soon, honestly. And I wouldn't be surprised if Fox tries to make a deal for some other conference. Now, ACC, probably not because of ESPN's deal with the ACC network. It seems like the ACC and the SEC are ESPN properties. After that, maybe Fox gets everything else. I don't know. Does Fox have the manpower to do all the other things? Do they have the networks? You know, they, they have Fox Sports 1, they have Fox Sports 2, but do they really have anything else after? That's three networks. And then they'll use the local channels for some other games, that the Bally Sports, but that's not even Fox. That's now Bally, so I, I, I redact that because that's not even Fox anymore. But these two should have really found a way to get along. Or the Big Ten, Kevin Warren, should have stepped in and said, guys, we are not going to have all two of these three games on at the same time. Our fans like watching Big Ten football. Just like SEC fans like watching SEC football, we want to own this day. We want to make this Big Ten Saturday, not just Big Noon Saturday, not just a primetime game, not Rick Ross on fire with Run It, which I fucking love that. It's DJ Snake, it's Rick Ross, it's great. It should have been an entire day of Big Ten football. And instead, there's this gap. And it just boggles my mind that they didn't think about this. And yes, am I a little salty that I'm not able to watch Michigan, Michigan State because I'm going to Iowa, Wisconsin. Like the tiniest bit. But if I was at home, I would be watching Iowa, Wisconsin. I'd probably have Michigan, Michigan State on, a, on my laptop just so I knew what was going on so I'd stay involved. And that's everything wrong with it. Let Fox have Big Noon Saturday. I hate Big Noon Saturday. I wrote about it about a month ago. It is one of the worst things that's happened to, to college football, in my opinion. I get why Fox wants to do it. Fox needed to have that time where they could own. CBS really had the 2.30 slot with the SEC on CBS. ESPN has the 6.30 primetime slot. And someone needed to fill the 11 a.m. gap. So that's where Fox came in. I don't blame Fox for that, okay? But it still, it does not feel like the energy is the same in the crowd at 11 a.m. Look, man, we have to go to Madison. Madison's an hour and a half away. We have to leave at like 7 a.m. here. All right? Like, we're going to have a few beers, but we're not going to get be able to crank it up. Not like we would if we went to a 2.30 game. Had we gone to a 2.30 game, we would be in our cups, ready to rock. And we would be feeling good heading into the stadium. The same goes for the students. They hate, hate 11 a.m. games. So I understand why Fox does it. But as I said in September, and I still mean it today, it only benefits Fox. And so how Kevin Warren cannot look at this and talk to ESPN and say, can you guys do us a favor and put Iowa, Wisconsin at 2.30? So Iowa-Wisconsin is the lead-in for Ohio State and Penn State. You make it this Big Ten doubleheader. 
Yeah, you'll have an 11 a.m. game, but why not that be your Big Ten doubleheader? It, it makes no sense. Remember, the SEC did this. The SEC has already done this, and it shows you just sometimes how far behind the Big Ten is to the kings of college football, the SEC, where they had Georgia-Arkansas, where game day was, 11 a.m., ESPN, Herb Street Fowler. Actually, I think the game was a little later, but whatever, it doesn't matter. The next game they have, Florida-Kentucky. Then after that, at Auburn-LSU. And they were all significant games, and they stacked them on top of each other. And the, even though the Georgia-Arkansas game sucked, it was an absolute shit-pumping by Georgia, Kentucky goes on to upset Florida. Huge win for Kentucky. One of their biggest wins in program history. And then LSU goes on the road. Comes Or no, I'm sorry. Auburn. Apologies. Auburn comes on the road, beats LSU, and they, they do it in a fashion where everyone's wondering if Ed Ogeron deserves a job. And that was kind of the beginning of the end. So even if there are people who are like, Charlie, Iowa and Wisconsin doesn't matter as much. You are right. It doesn't matter as much. But it actually is still important. Because the reason it's still important is if the Badgers win that game, all of a sudden Wisconsin controls their own destiny in the Big Ten West. So the game does matter in the long scope of the Big Ten. So even more reason about why this makes no fucking sense to have both these games at 11 a.m. And if you want to pour salt in the wound, let's take a look at what is the 2.30 game for ABC or ESPN. Mind you too, Fox could have done this. I understand Fox has other obligations. I understand ESPN has other obligations. But that is where you move things. That's where you move stuff around to be like, all right, let's let's see how we can make this work. Let's see how we can make this fit. Now, mind you, they have Georgia and Florida uh, as the CBS game. So that's what CBS owns. Texas Tech and Oklahoma. Why? Texas Tech just fired their coach, weirdly enough. Why the fuck isn't that the 11 a.m. game? You have, you're going back-to-back Big 12 games on ABC. You have Texas Baylor. You have Texas Tech, Oklahoma. Like, why why don't you have that on ESPN? Fox, you have Colorado, Oregon. Okay, probably a Pac-12 obligation. I get that. All right? I, I, I'll, I'll understand that. ESPN, Florida State, and Clemson. Again, why can't that be a noon game? What, why, are, why do we have that as the 2.30 start? Man, talk about Florida State Clemson just completely off my radar. Like, no idea that they were playing each other this weekend. So, I just think the Big Ten could have done so much better with this weekend. And it'll still be enjoyable. And I'll DVR Michigan, Michigan State just to check it out, see what's happening. And who knows, maybe with how quick that Badger-Iowa game could go, with the way both teams run the ball, maybe... We'll get a chance to watch Michigan, Michigan State in the fourth quarter somewhere before we head back to Milwaukee. But the Big Ten should be embarrassed. It, it, it was a golden opportunity easily sitting there, and they just pissed it away. Let's move on to another topic. Let's move on to the Green Bay Packers. So the Green Bay Packers COVID update has not gotten any better. Alan Lazard is now out. 
The reason why Alan Lazard is out versus Devontae Adams, who is likely out, is because Alan Lazard is not vaccinated. Alan Lazard is considered a close contact, and that will not come out for five days. He cannot be around the organization for five days. They will continue to test him, see what happens, and you go from there. Now, there will be a lot of hot takes on Alan Lazard. I'm not going to do COVID corner here. Um, there, are pe- there are people in in reporters' mentions today that said Lazard should have been cut. Lazard shouldn't be a part of this team. A couple things, just real quick. First of all, this is not a time for you to get on your high horse about mandates. It's your decision. They have a right to choose what they want to do, all right? There's no mandate in the state of Wisconsin. There's no mandate in, in the NFL. The NFL has played mostly outdoors. Yes, they do do indoor work. I would assume or hope that Lazard's taking precautions. There are rules for guys who are unvaccinated. And Lazard has made that choice. And I'm sure he's not the only one, okay? Like, I'm sure he's not the only one, even though the Packers have a very good vaccination rate. I believe it's 90, 100. Now, some could ask, well, why wasn't Lazard wearing a mask on the sidelines? I don't know, man. I've never really paid enough attention to fucking Lazard to see if he was or wasn't wearing a mask. Like Carson Wentz, who's also not vaccinated, he is rocking a mask pretty much every time I see him on on the sidelines. So what? If he's going to do that, if that's what he has to do and he doesn't want to get vaccinated, all right, whatever. So be it. But this just isn't your time to to rant about that. And I I was going to even not talk about this. And then I was like, well... This is how it becomes a kitchen sink game, and I have to at least give give a bit of a, a take, shall we say. So I will leave it at that. We won't ramble any further because I, I don't want to get into it. COVID corner is usually for the end of the show. You guys are probably pissed at me that I dropped it in the middle, but that's just kind of how I feel. That's my two cents on it. So anyways, no Lazard, likely no Adams. Valdez Scantling maybe will play. He's coming off the IR. This is a kitchen sink game for the Green Bay Packers. This is they're pulling everything out of their drawer and seeing what works. This is trying to fix something and just going through your junk drawer and seeing what you can pull out. And maybe you'll pull out a Jeff Janis out of nowhere. And maybe a Juwan Winfrey comes through. And these games are fun. And you guys are like, Charlie, you're a psycho. Why are these games fun? Well, I'll tell you why. Because nothing really matters. This game, in a weird way, is meaningless now. I hope everybody understands that. And you're like, Charlie, you're playing the 7-0 Cardinals. Like, what are you talking about? It, it doesn't matter as much, guys. It, it just doesn't. The Packers are beyond unhealthy. They are banged up to the highest of high levels. We cannot expect anything with this team right now. And so the pressure is off. No one expects the Packers to win. I think the line is six. I bet it will climb. It's not going to go down any further. It's not going to go down any further. Maybe if Adams comes back, it does. But it's kind of a game where Green Bay can pull their balls out and say, here is everything. We talked about Matt LaFleur's ability to sort of be in his bag and get in his bag of tricks and say, all right, here's what we're going to do. Aaron Rodgers talked about trick plays 
Yeah, I think on the press conference today, not McAfee's show, like Aaron Rodgers lives for this shit. When they asked Aaron Rodgers about the last time they went to Arizona, where the Packers had absolutely fucking nothing in the receiving court and it ended up just being Jared Aberderis, Jeff Janis. Oh, it was James Jones. It was just three guys, really. Randall Cobb goes down with an injury during that because he was mic'd up. And I think the mic like punctured his fucking lung, which was absolutely crazy to think back. And I, it doesn't get talked about enough that that was a, that was basically happening. So yes, the Packers have the ability to just go crazy. Nothing matters in this game now. We win this game. It is all of a sudden like the resilient Green Bay Packers. Their backs were against the wall. They came into Arizona on a short week and won. There will be real Rodgers MVP buzz if that happens. There will be real Coach of the Year buzz for Matt LaFleur. Is Matt LaFleur the best out of the McVay tree? You'll hear some of that shit. McVay should be, or Shan, LaFleur should be getting a lot more of what Kyle Shanahan gets. I hope everybody knows that. That's what Matt LaFleur should be getting. Matt LaFleur is a better coach than Cliff Kingsbury. No matter what Matt LaFleur has on his team versus what Cliff has on the other side. Matt LaFleur is a great coach. And I really do believe that he can take this team in there even with the likes of Juwan Winfrey, Mercedes Lewis, Aaron Jones, EQ, Malik Taylor. They'll figure it out. They will find a way. Robert Tunyon, Degura. They're going to do so much wacky shit, and I'm so here for it. Because these are the type of games where all of a sudden something could click. Some guy could just come out of nowhere. Winfrey could have a massive game, and then all of a sudden everybody's like, you got to keep Winfrey on the roster. Who knows, right? And if they lose, let's play again at full strength. Let's get Arizona. I will never feel nervous about playing at Arizona. Has this place played host to two of the worst playoff losses of my fan career? Absolutely. There was the Jeff Janis catch, and then there was the 2009 Kurt Warner Rogers shootout. So yes, this has not been a, a friendly place, but you have to remember, no matter how good the fucking Cardinals are, There's always going to be Packer fans there. And as the months get colder, there will be more and more Packer fans. Hell, I'm sure some snowboard said like, let's go down early so we can go see the Packers play. It will be a heavy Packer crowd in Arizona. And that's embarrassing for a 7-0 team, but that's what it is. And yeah, we have a little good vibes from the Bucks beating up on the Suns this year. There's some of those good vibes too. Like those exist, the Milwaukee-Phoenix sort of connection there. So I'm not scared of Arizona. Those losses do sting. Like I remember everything about it. I remember the Hail Mary from Rodgers. I was at my buddy Eric's house. I think we did Lambo leaps into his couch. We were going absolutely crazy. Then Larry Fitzgerald makes the catch running down the field and just rips our heart out. How Mike McCarthy, going back to that game. Now, we would have got pumped 
by Carolina. Don't get me wrong. Like we, and I guess maybe for those, it's like, well, we would have had one more in that NFC Championship game lost to Aaron Rodgers' resume. But we got absolutely shit-pumped by that Carolina team. That Carolina team was really good. But how does Mike McCarthy not go for two? Just remember this, Cowboys fans, okay? Like, I know Mike McCarthy said he read a bunch of pro football focus, and he watched a bunch of tape, even though he might have lied about it, which Warren Sharp brings up, which is always kind of weird. But I I forgive it because I, I like shitting on Mike McCarthy. Just remember when the chips are down for the big man, his asshole gets very, very tight. It does not move much. That guy could shit out diamonds when it comes into the playoffs. So don't be surprised if Mike McCarthy fucks it up because he's done it before and he'll do it again. And how you didn't go for two there was absolutely crazy. The Cardinals were dead. Could have easily went for two. You win the game. If you lose it, so fucking be it. We've lost. But it was a little too early for that. It's a shame. LaFleur would have went for two in that that scenario. 100%. The other one was a back and forth game. It was the first real Rodgers playoff game. And Rodgers got his face mask taken off by Carlos Dansby. And allowed a touchdown in the back of the end zone. A pick six. And the Packers lost. Now, the Packers would have stared down the Vikings at some point, And that was Favre's team. Thank God they didn't. I think Arizona went on to play New Orleans. I think Green Bay would have also played New Orleans. That was the Bounty Gate Saints who won the Super Bowl. I don't know if we needed Aaron Rodgers taking Bounty Gate hits. So maybe on the bright side there was that. That Arizona game, though led to one of my biggest drinking days of my young life. I was 21 at the time. I've told this story before, but I will tell it again for the people who might not have heard it. I I remember my dad not really understanding why I was so upset. I was really upset about this game. Like really upset we lost. My dad's like, "Why do you like what what what's going on?" And I go, well, "Look, man, I have like five things to care about. School, girls, Packers and a few other things. And that's it, my friends. That's it. He kind of laughed. He dropped off at, o- at O'Sullivan's uh, that night. Meet my friends, Bales, Picks, those. And we just drink. Like, there is no tomorrow. Like, there are pitchers flowing. Their bartender, bro, was just giving us drink after drink. It led to shots. And I was fucking wasted to the point where I had to call my sister because I, I didn't want to talk to my mom. Uber wasn't a thing at that point to get a ride home. And it's Sunday night of all nights. And my mom, you can hear in the background, like, is he wasted or something like that? I don't think we had, I don't think that she had school the next day. She was a, or was she, she was still at college? I can't remember. She was either in college or a senior. And she picks me up. Um, my mom just pissed how drunk I got. Um, and then I had to give blood the next day. Now, what I should have done is reschedule my blood appointment. But I liked giving blood because I'm all negative. Always advocate to give blood. Um, and I give it and I get a letter from the medical center in Wisconsin being like, yeah, you might have hep C. You have an inflamed liver. I didn't have hep C. 
I wasn't getting any pussy. So I wasn't, I didn't have hep C, all right? Hep C was from the fact that I drank way too fucking much and my liver was inflamed because I had drank too much the night before. So let it be a lesson to you, kids, that if you do drink after a brutal Packer loss, mostly in the playoffs, don't go give blood the next day. It's a little tip from your friend Charlie. I can't remember the last Packer game I tied it on after the fact. Like after a loss or after a win. We got pretty hammered after the Rams game because that was a Saturday game. We got after it that, that night, if I recall. Um, so that was, And that was just last year during COVID. Like during where you had to like sit at the bar and shit like that. What a time. All of this is going to be really weird like 10 years later. Hopefully I'm still doing it. Maybe I'm getting paid. Who knows? All right, let's wrap up the show. Let's talk about the Brewers really quick. So Matt Arnold could potentially be moving on to the New York Mets. Now, I don't exactly know what Matt Arnold does. Hand up, all right? Like, I know he's the GM. Hardcourt laid out a bunch of his roles and responsibilities like it was his fucking resume. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. Um, But... The fact is, is like, I don't know how much is David Stearns and just Matt helps out. Like, at the end of the day, David Stearns rules the roost. David Stearns is the kingmaker. David Stearns is the John Dutton of the Brewers Ranch. I gotta get some Yellowstone references in here. Uh, By the way, real quick. Paramount, the DVR is like, why are you spoiling fucking episodes as we're trying to finish this thing? Like, just chill out. All right, I got four episodes left. It's kind of been a boring season three, I'm not going to lie. But maybe it picks up at the end. We'll see. I don't know what Matt, Matt Arnold does. I'm not saying Matt Arnold wouldn't be a loss. Of course Matt Arnold would be a loss. Matt Arnold is the number two to David Stearns. He is, he is a very important part of what the Brewers do. I'm just saying I don't always see maybe Matt Arnold's worth. And maybe if the Brewers struggle in a certain area next year, year after, we'll then say, oh, wow, they needed Matt Arnold. So, And the Brewers would have to find sort of a new number two. So it'd be really interesting to see where that would come from. Would that come from Houston, where David Stearns was before this? Would it come from another forward-thinking team, such as the Tampa Bay Rays, the San Francisco Giants, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Houston Astros. Would they try to pluck one of those dudes? Would they try to go somewhere else? That beyond the box, beyond baseball? Who know? I don't know. I'll be very curious to see kind of who is that next person. Because it doesn't seem like David Stearns is a guy that has a large network. That is a gregarious figure who's talking to a bunch of guys, who's making deals... Who, well, he makes deals, but it was like having these like just shoot the shit conversations. Like that doesn't feel like David Stearns at all. So I'll be curious to see what he does from that perspective in terms of if Matt Arnold moves on. It sounds like it will happen. And also I'll be really curious to see like this is the first real like David Stearns tree. Like how does that do in another sport, another team? Like I hate that it's the Mets who are in the NL. I wish it was an AL team so then we didn't necessarily have to see the fruits of Arnold's labor. And then also, too, will Arnold go after any of the Brewers guys? I think that's the other concern you have to have. 
Obviously, Council's staying. We don't have to worry about Craig Council. But do you worry about a guy like Bill, uh, Chris Hook? Do you worry that Chris Hook might be someone that the Mets and Arnold look at and say, all right, this is our guy to sort of lead our pitching staff? That's scary because Chris Hook's done a great job. I don't think Pat Murphy's going anywhere. I guess Pat Murphy got mad at Tim Allen about some Christian Yelich stuff. I didn't listen to it. I tried to. Couldn't find it. Odyssey. So just make it a little easier on your boy. That's all I'm asking. I, he won't get another job. He will not go to New York. And how Pat Murphy hasn't been canceled is beyond me. It seems like the guy is just ripe for a cancel. Just hasn't happened. Stunt. Absolutely stunned by it. So... Yeah, Arnold doesn't necessarily have a large cupboard to pick from. Now, being that he is a raised guy before he was with the Brewers, I would imagine that he would look at Tampa's coaching staff and say, what guys can we bring over? But at the end of the day, this is baseball. Can't block a guy who's trying to move up. That's against MLB rules. They need should be allowed to move up. Arnold's hit his ceiling with the Brewers because... His next move up is David Stearns. And David Stearns has a club option or has contract this year and then a club option next year. So it's not like he's out the door. It's not like David Stearns has told the Brewers, I need to find a new adventure. I need to retire for a little bit. And Matt Arnold's taking over my role. That's just not happening right now. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll see what see where, where it goes. Uh, but it sounds like Arnold is going to be the Mets new GM. All right, that does it for our show. We will be back tomorrow tapping the keg. We'll talk second half storylines for the Green Bay Packers. We will also chat about the first week of the Milwaukee Bucks, some overreactions there, and enjoying baseball because a lockout is on its way and it's going to fucking suck. So hopefully it doesn't happen, but I think it will. All right. Take care, Dabbers. Have yourself an awesome Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.